This is Puck Year, New Zealand's home of hockey and official podcast of the NZIHL. Join us each week as hosts Logan Swinkles and Joe Jury talk to the players, the fans, filmmakers and everyone in between who make the hockey world such an interesting place. Ice Hockey Classic Fever has hit the Pakia podcast really, really hard, both on the website and here, uh, over a few months now, Joe. And uh, last time we had organizer Kerry Goulet, but he was calling us from Queenstown. This yes. time... We've got him in person in our Flash studio. <laughs> Live. Yeah, we love it. Uh, thank you for coming on, mate. Um, thank you for having me. Especially after you've probably just been talking for hours on end and yeah. you can talk all day I love it yeah well you know what uh, I, I've been blessed to play a game that uh, a lot of people never get the opportunity to actually uh, get paid to do and um, I would have played for nothing uh, my whole career but um, I just uh, I fell in love with the game very early um, my mother was a speed skater and um, I remember the old days I'm from Winnipeg Manitoba Canada and if you guys know anything about the weather there you know it can, it can dip down to minus 30 minus 40 and I remember as a young kid just hanging on for dear life and going out in these outdoor rinks and mom and dad having to rub my feet so uh, hey it's a, an easy game to fall in love with so that is true. I remember I fell in love with the game just from watching uh, the like the Avalanche Red Wings series back in the mid '90s. That's how I discovered yeah. it. Um, that was hockey. It's still, you know, as you guys know, doing what you do, the game has changed tremendously. Obviously, the physicality is changing, and and but what these guys can do at full speed today, like McDavid, uh, obviously uh, Matthews and Carlson's goal the other night. I don't know if you got a chance to see that. Holy uh, between the legs and yeah. like I'll tell you, that was full beautiful. speed. Mm. I can do that standing still, but these guys can do it full speed. <laughs> yeah, you got to feel for Martin Jones in that situation. Yeah, exactly. Made him look bad. Yeah, he looked like out of water. Best thing was it was that was the game-winning goal as well. Like it was, well, a, and you know my good buddy uh, Brent Burns got just <laughs> absolutely <laughs> torched. Only he was ahead on bus transfers as Carlson <laughs> went around him, but uh, yeah, it was. It was a pretty goal. Really like to see those type of, you know what? And that's what the game's about now. It's creativity. Uh, you know, uh, ice hockey is an art. Like when you really think about it, um, you know, uh, a lot of these guys now are taking figure skating. Believe it. Or not. I took figure skating for a year, uh, failed miserably to learn. But you know, the edges, the cuts, and how quickly they go. Uh, so the last time the ice hockey classic came to New Zealand was 2011. Yeah. Um, What's different about it this time around, and how much has the tour grown? Because you've been to Australia a couple yeah. times since since you came here. What's uh, different from that first year you came back? Well, you know, uh, great question. Obviously, uh, we're with a different promoter, uh, uh, Craig Douglas and Gareth Weber, uh, Douglas Weber Group. We're the ones that kind of, you know, brought this thing to life, and um, you know, through trials and tribulations. Uh, um, things grow and, and it evolves and um, since we've been in Australia we've had the opportunity to grow with the players um, it, the game itself uh, you know we're still you know tweaking it and trying to get it more intense obviously you know the middle of summer guys have been off a little bit hey they're in New Zealand or they're in Australia you know wanting to have uh, you know a, a good time so our, our role is to try and get the players a little more intense but from 2011 to today uh, we've had some pretty good ice hockey players come through the pipeline obviously with Brent Burns coming uh, two years ago um, and uh, this year uh, obviously having uh, Peter Hall some of these guys that I'm going to mention right now uh, have confirmed 
The problem is still, you know, there's unrestricted, unrestricted free agent. Ian Cole, for example, is one of those. Uh, you know, July the 1st comes. He doesn't know where he's going to be. But an Ian Cole, you know, two-time Stanley Cup of the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, has been on the tour in Australia uh, before. He just absolutely loved it. What these guys love, and you guys know hockey players, you play the game, you know, they love giving back. And and that's what this is all about, not only giving back to our causes, obviously with the Stop Concussion platform, uh, building a safer game with safer sports, but watching those little kids fall in love with the game that we love, man, there's nothing better than seeing that first skate or that first fall and that smile from that young boy or girl. Yeah, we because um, obviously you're here promoting uh, the tour. And a, a big thing... Um, that we sort of came away from you know the things you've said at the info nights is how much that you want to give back to uh, the local communities obviously there's the initiative of like the 20 percent uh from the sales going towards some of the teams like the animals in the swarm but then you're also pushing yeah those learn to play um platforms quite hard yeah so are you with the with the uh, classic either in auckland or in wellington are you going to sort of like try and involve those programs uh, in the like festiv- the festivities of the event. Well, very good question, Logan. You know, um, anytime you run an event like this, uh, behind the scenes, you guys have been it. We've talked about it a little bit. It's a very expensive proposition, you know, bringing ice from overseas and, you know, the players' insurance and costs of a hotel and flights and food. You know, the players come and they donate their time. But one of the things that they've always asked is, is if they can get on the ice with the kids. Um, you know, that's that's really important. So uh, we're bringing a couple of goalies down that will actually host a, a goalie clinic for an hour with all the all the goalies that want to come out, um, but more importantly, uh, we can have you know some of the players like Nolan Yonkman and, and Peter Holland and Brian Foros or whatever the names are go on the ice with the older kids. We really want to see that you know that uh, learn to skate or learn to play, and even the free and skates. You know, let's get those kids. Feet, uh, sorry, it's called feet and skates. Let's get kids to fall in love with the game early like we did so that's a big in, in, integral part of our our platform this year um uh, and also raising money is always difficult but raising awareness and raising as i mentioned to you uh before we want everybody in new zealand to know that ice hockey's here it's alive it's vibrant this event is just the kickstart of uh, building a better future for ice hockey now i think definitely one of the differences this time around last time around i don't know if you remember um, I went in goal and took shots from Kyle Quincy. Uh, which You're was, the crazy. Which <laughs> That's was fantastic. Absolutely <laughs> fucking terrifying. Yeah. Um, so hopefully we're not going to do that again because I, I don't want to. I, I don't want to get out. I don't want to get out there and face. I think we should do rain shots. Ick, oh my god! <laughs> I think Logan. Ick, yeah. Logan fancies himself as a goalie, so I think we make it this Are time. Logan. Logan I, gets out there. I was a goalie in field hockey. Yeah. Because uh, growing up in Tauranga, you know they wear skirts, right? I just <laughs> <laughs> we didn't uh, we didn't have ice in the town where I grew up in, so I had to settle for field hockey. And I figured playing goalie was the closest thing to yeah. playing ice because I had all the pads. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I wasn't. I rated myself as a goalie back in the time. I don't know how well I would go stopping TJ shots. Yeah, I've TJ. seen them live. Yeah. It's uh, he's got a booming shot. That's well, for sure. Well, I'll tell you, part of this whole process is not just about the NHL and the AHL. He's going TJ Brennan, you know, just one of those guys that just he's just there, right? And uh, we're hoping that with the Philadelphia Flyers, they just signed him again, um, a one-way deal. So I hope he gets his shot this year. 
One of the things that we do also is we allow guys like you and I still, you know, living the dream of maybe making it. Uh, we're going to have a four and four uh, opportunity, and we're bringing down a guy. I mentioned it tonight, Paul Rosen, who is a sledge hockey goalie. He's uh, actually getting in shape. He's a little, little robust right at this moment, but getting in shape. We're bringing sleds down, um, and he's actually going to play in the four and four on, on, as a goalie. That's you can cool. be at the other end. <laughs> Also in a sled? <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> that would have been quite good. Take advantage. Yeah. Uh, that would actually be quite cool. Um, yeah, you mentioned, like, so the four and four, that there's that part of like, uh, you've got like VIP packages and yes, stuff. Yes, so absolutely. You're... Again, it's a way that you can support the causes, but also have an opportunity to play in a rink. You know, it's what, 7,000, 8,000 people in the Spark Arena. Uh, obviously, Wellington's outdoors. That's going to be kind of a, a cool way of, you know, if you're living the dream, you want to play in a big... We're going to make sure that everybody feels like a pro. Our skate, uh, our equipment managers are going to be there. You know, the gum in the room and the oranges and apples and bananas. You're going to feel like a pro for that one hour skate. You come in, the towels are there, dressing room. God, you got to bring your own towel. We're going to have towels there for you and uh, do up some really cool shirts uh, for the event. Well, I, I felt like a pro when um, Kyle Quincy shot a shot straight past my head and I almost yeah. crapped my pants. You know what? Um... I tell this story quite often that uh, whoever that crazy boy, I didn't know it was you for good. I always tell the story when I'm back in Canada that Kyle could shoot the puck. Like he, he had a pretty good shot. And um, uh, he took a slap shot. I recall, and you may or may not remember, you, you took a, a shot in the belly and you jumped up and you asked for more. I'll, I'll tell you what, you're a brave son of a gun because didn't he put one past the... Right, right past my head, yeah. The, the first night he, I had a whole bunch of guys from my team in the crowd so I tried to put on my best show and then just came out too far and challenged and he was like no 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 just go back the next night in Christchurch go back and just stand on the goal line I'll shoot one right past your head yeah. don't move so I just stood there like a statue and it went right past this side of my head yeah. and then the next shot I just went ahead behind the net I can't handle this I can't yeah. handle this is terrifying well, you know that puck travels that uh, they say anywhere from you know, 100 to 110 kilometers an hour. That's fast. And that puck's, you know, it's, it's, I don't know how the goalies get back up, honestly. Mm. Well, with when I was playing, they never got back up because they were just too busy taking the pucks out of the net. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but, uh, listen, I, I, I got a lot of respect for anybody that puts pads on and lets somebody shoot a puck. I don't even care if it's 60 miles an hour, 60 uh, kilometers an hour at you. You, you, you got big balls, kid. <laughs> So you, you were Thanks, talking Kerry. about you, yeah you were talking about Paul Rosen. Uh, obviously, he's he's going to be the coach for uh, Team Canada. Quite an inspirational story there. You were telling us a little bit earlier about yeah. That. You know, Paul and I've been good friends for well over twelve years now. And um, when I started Stop Concussions with Keith Primo and Wayne Primo and uh, and Ronnie Ellis, um, you know, we 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 started it to actually help athletes understand we got to protect ourselves from ourselves so Paul was one of those guys obviously you know uh, as anybody uh, in Canada wanting to aspire to play in national hockey we played triple-a hockey high level good player I never saw him play but you know talking to people you know the kid could play unfortunately uh, in in a game he uh, he caught a rut and snapped uh, one of the bones in his knee got it operated on came back you know a few months later uh, about a year after that uh, another injury another operation and a couple more and a couple more and you know after the 64th operation trying to clean it up um, unfortunately he got infected he was 38 at the time and uh, and uh, as I mentioned uh, you know he, he went to and got an opinion and the opinion was we're gonna have to take the leg off 
Now, I, I just don't understand how how when you meet him, you're going to see a very positive, optimistic dude. Uh, I, I just losing a limb has got to be something that's just at that age. So there he was at 39, uh, uh, went out to see a sledge hockey game. Uh, these are players that have either lost limbs or, or have uh, spinal injuries, or they actually get out and, man, can they skate? Can they shoot? They can shoot that puck with a wrist shot, you know, anywhere's up to 60, 70 kilometers an hour uh, and move and, and dangle. But it's a lot of physicality and it's a lot of hitting. And, and so Paul decided that, you know, he wanted to be a goalie and um, at 41 went to, to Torino in 2006, the Olympics, and, and won a gold medal for Canada. Heroic story. Uh, uh, and then he came uh, in 2002, actually, uh, vying for this, uh, the uh, gold medal uh, in Salt Lake City. He took a slap shot. It's on film where he took a hit to the head and a sled came across and hit him at the same time. He actually turned around, puked in the net and continued on playing. And he suffered his, I think at that time it was about seven concussions because they're so low to the ground. Uh, he ended up with nine. He retired obviously after the 2006 and uh, has suffered tremendously. Uh, you know, the trials and tribulations of living with that dark injury. And at it, you only got one leg. Man, I, I got nothing but time for this guy. And uh, as soon as I knew he was available, and uh, we just, we want to show people that regardless of your circumstance, you know, this game is, a lot of people are waiting for an NHL playoff match. It's not going to be that. Let's be realistic. Uh, what it's going to be is a, a showcase of the game. We're going to stress skill, skate, score. Uh, we want kids to see that speed and see those dangles and, the, you know, put the puck between the legs. You know, some of these goals you see in the National Hockey League, uh, you don't see that quite often as you will in these type of games. So I'm really going to promote that this year. Show them. Do the dangles. And so um, the, the game is is so creative and so exciting and and you know having a guy like Paul on the bench showing people that you know what with a disability he has more ability he said his life began at 39 I if it was me you know maybe be different I, I don't think I could go through all that and and have the optimism that he has so when you meet him you're gonna love him yeah I mean like we're saying it's just such an inspirational story like Ah, oh, it's amazing. Like, I, I love people like that. So it's yeah. awesome that you're bringing people like that down to New Zealand. Um, one thing that obviously we sort of mentioned how the last time the Classic came to New Zealand was, you know, seven years ago. And obviously um, back then it was kind of marketed a lot differently and you've kind of, uh, you know, learnt from the mistakes of that. People were expecting a hard physical thing, which kind of clashes with the whole idea of what you're trying to do with stop concussions and yeah. sort of promoting, um, you know, the awareness there. And I think now, obviously, I think now is a good time to do it because obviously people have kind of moved on, I think, from that style of hockey <coughs> and they expect more of the, the speed and skill the skill. Yeah. And well, listen, the, the league is run by young kids now, mm. right? And, and uh, you'll see probably within the next four or five years, the league will be under 25. They're, you know, the, the Matthews and, and uh, the McDavid's. Uh, you know, uh, my buddy uh, Dreisaitl, I played uh, against his father, Leon. Uh, you know, big, strong boy. He's physical, but he, he's not stupid. You know, the, the years of Matt Cooks and even, you know, Brad Marchand where he draws the line. Um, you know, that's, that's going to that, that's gonna end. And I think what's really important is that who are I, you know, who are we to challenge fighting? Uh, it, there was, it was a necessity in um, the game. I think we've lost that necessity. Uh, you know, bare-knuckle fighting, it's, it's not allowed in any other sport than hockey. 
we have to evolve. We have to evolve to the fan base. The biggest issue that we got is that there are traditionalists that want to see that rough and tough. I do. I played it. You know, 60 stitches, you know, just in the, in the mouth area, probably 300 stitches in total. Zenit Kanopka, over 900 stitches. Well, he was a pretty tough kid, but um, <laughs> you don't have to play this game and, and end up being injured. You can play this game hard and fair, and it's graceful. And so I think uh, hockey, ice hockey is, has realized that we need to change. We're changing, change the mindset, not the game. It's the greatest game on the planet. Sorry, uh, rugby and the All Blacks, but you know the Ice Blacks have a chance to to really lay the foundation because um, you know it's 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 a sport that's grace, speed. There's not a faster sport on the planet. You put guys, you know, in, in play to steal or traveling crazy with 30, 40 kilometers an hour. The unfortunate part, you're you've, you're enclosed, you can't get out, and so there are going to be these bash and cry, crashes. Um, I, I just see the future of ice hockey very, very strong. The problem that we have is that we need to build infrastructure because, you know, kids can run on a, uh, across the street anywhere here and, you know, get on a rugby field or a soccer field. You know, right in this city, how many rinks do we have? You know, uh, we have Avondale and I think Botany. You know, they're doing a great job in promoting the game. But, you know, if you want to get more, you know, it's tough to get ice. Uh, and I think it's really important what they're doing, along with the uh, New Zealand Ice Hockey Federation and, and the two teams here, the Swarm and, and uh, the Admirals, is they're, they're really developing that learn to play and uh, learn to skate. Um, if you can't skate, you can't play the game. Uh, in the NHL, you're not going to see those guys that can't move anymore. Mm. Everybody's going to have to have speed, and that's what's going to make this game dynamic. So let's get them started young. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one thing, you know, because we're talking about the, I guess, the evolution of the game. Um, and of course, if you look at like women's hockey, they don't have that physicality. It is all about the speed and the skill. Uh, you know, you probably saw that quite recently and just in the Winter Olympics yeah. alone. And like, I love watching women's hockey because of that. Um, and I actually don't miss the hitting. Yeah. Um, and so with that, obviously, we're talking about the Ice Blacks. Do you think... Um, there's room to also include the ice ferns into uh, the classic. Well, Absolutely, we we talked about. Actually, I met uh, Jonathan Albright. Uh, I, I off the top of my head, I apologize to the coach. I got a chance Andres. to see him. Yes, Andreas. Uh, we had an opportunity to speak while they were in Toronto. I actually watched the game. They played a, the Lee Side Flames. It was a really really good game. I know there was a goaltender from your side. She was just she stood on her head. And I think what I saw there is in that particular game, I saw a lot of inline players playing hockey. Mm. And I think that's no disrespect to inline. I loved inline. I was, you know, I played uh, for Germany in, in one of the, the championships. Um, so it's a great sport. The techniques are a little bit different. So it's, it's often very difficult. Unless you start with ice hockey and play inline, uh, it's easier to transition than if you start with inline and try to be a, hot, a, a nice skater. The only way you become a very good skater is practice. Mm. And I'm not sure kids are getting enough practice in this country to skate. So that's why we 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 need to work with uh, guys like Paradise Ice, you know, get those type of arenas spread out all across the country. It's it's expensive, you know. It's not uh, mm. you know it's not it's not easy to to because uh, the game itself is expensive. Skates are expensive. Helmets are expensive. All the equipment and and the time and energy. But when a kid's 
skating once a week or twice a week, you're just not going to develop as quickly. You know, McDavid was on the ice every single day, you know, starting the age of 10. Mm-hmm. Once he got to 12 and 13, he had a private trainer, mm-hmm. you know, putting him through drills. How many kids in this country have that opportunity? How many kids in this country and parents can afford to do that? So I think uh, long-term uh, investment in, in ice facilities is really important. And, uh, you know, I hope that the classic, if nothing else, Starts that trend, and and we'd love to have the the game is inclusive. We want everybody there, young and old, boy or girl, man or woman, uh, whether you can skate or you not skate. Come out, touch the ice, be a part of it, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll get some of the girls out in in one of the games, and maybe in the four on four we can have some of their stars come out and be on the ice with us. Uh, but we certainly want to have a part of it. Yeah, we we talked to Iceplex captain Nick Craig. Um, not long ago, and he's a he's a kid from Taranaki where there's no ice. He grew up playing in line, and the first time he saw ice, I think, was when he moved to Auckland. Yeah, and so there's a whole bunch of kids like that in New Zealand that are just growing up. The only way they can get into the sport is playing in line, yep. and just because there's not enough time for them to skate or chances for them to skate. So, if this uh, classic can do anything and get people more aware of the sport and how to find ice and get to the ice yeah. and everything that would be an amazing thing well too you, you got to think about uh where where, our, where australia is versus uh your you know in auckland for example sydney is a, a far bigger city they only have two ice rinks and um but they they've developed a pro league and you've seen it the aihl versus uh the league down here uh it's pretty competitive you guys you know you got to be very complimentary to the the new zealand ice hockey federation because you're not that far away so i think if we can find a way of getting some investors to 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 be involved and 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 be able to spread it out obviously there's talk of a, a rink in wellington you're not going to survive in 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 building a sport if you're only in pockets of the country so you need to be able to have a, a draw from all around the world that's why the nhl is doing what it's doing. that's why they're going to china that's why they're going to you know uh, they're going to be in sweden again and they're back in finland the reason why they're doing this is they want to make sure that they reach all ends of the globe so that they can get that one or two diamonds in the rough that maybe are out there Listen, Nathan Walker, great story. We all know that. We had, you know, got called up. He's actually going to play in Sydney this year, which is absolutely phenomenal. We need a Nathan Walker here. We need a good story where a kid comes through, you know, rinks like uh, what you have here in Auckland or in Christchurch uh, or in Queenstown. You know, they've done a great job. I love that rink. Oh, yeah. I got to tell mm-hmm. you, it brought me back. One of the main reasons why I went down there, it just brought you back to your roots. And I think the NHL players and the AHL players are really going to enjoy that. And so I think if we can plant that seed if we can get one or two or three let's not even talk about ice hockey players let's get guys you know like chris chris plong and his family who make that investment to have a rink so there's going to be that one or two kid the kids that get on that ice fall in love live sleep drink sleep in their gear and uh watch the nhl on tv every night uh uh, it's only a matter of time yeah i mean new zealand like we are getting close um We've got, you know, Jacob Ratcliffe. He's just signed with a, um, committed to an NCAA Fantastic. program. Yeah. Um, and then on the women's side, we've got Grace Harrison, yeah. who is killing it uh, at the top tier of NCAA. Yep. Um, so, I, yeah, New Zealand, we're definitely not far away from uh, having our own Nathan Walker, whether it's, uh, you know, 
guy or a girl like yep. it's it's gonna happen um so yeah i think the development is there obviously uh, i would hopefully like to see that the classic will inspire more um you know as you're saying at the info nights trying to attract people who have never seen a game before and try and get them onto the rank because who knows it could be like a five-year-old who's never seen the game and they pick it up and you know they could be a new zealand mcdavid or something be, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'd be amazing well, and you know it's easy to uh it's always easy to look back and try and figure out what you've done and how you've got to where you are today. Uh, I think uh, right now, New Zealand ice hockey has a foundation. It's 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 a good foundation. I wouldn't say it's solid. I wouldn't say it's you know exploding, but it's still survived. You know some of the challenges that it has. So if you're in a position where you are now, and now you pique the interest and you get couple of sponsors that maybe come out maybe they come out and watch and you know they see wow my i want my kid in there and that kid goes and then he pops some money in all of a sudden it's just that growth pattern um you know we got to build build it we can't build it with balsa wood we got to build it with layers of concrete so let this be the start of it you know back in 2011 i really dreamed that you know we'd be coming back every second year the plan was every second year here every second year in australia you know have the rinks here and just keep it going Fortunately, that didn't, you know, didn't span, uh, pan out to the way we wanted. Now's the start. Let's see. Let's get this year under the belt. Everybody that's listening, everybody that's out there, uh, I'm not being self. Don't support the, uh, the 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 games because you know the promoter wants to make money. Don't promote it that the charity wants to make money. Promote it that. Or, or, or be a part of it because you want to give back and you're giving back yes with the charities but more importantly you're giving back to kids and there are kids that don't want to play rugby love the sport I'd, I I wouldn't play it it's not my game so there's kids that are out there that that are looking for that that sport that has that you know that I, I use the term only to blood sweat and tears and I don't mean blood by the physicality which we talked about you know with the Zanuck and Opka we talked about that earlier uh, off the program where we talked about Zanuck and Opka arguably one of the toughest guys uh, you'll meet uh, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet um, the the angst and and the, the 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 stress and the depression that came every night before he had to go out because he had one role he was a really good junior hockey player hmm. problem with his was him was he was tough mm-hmm. and he could throw throw punches and so when he got up to junior after junior and then getting up into the east coast and AHL they 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 knew they found that you, hey you're going to make it in the National Hockey League you're going to have to drop your fit, you drop your gloves and it took him down a path that you know and if you've seen the, the movie Ice Gardens Guardians if you haven't go and watch it Zen is a small part of it he, he he kind of inspired a lot of it he was one of the healthiest guys on that mm-hmm. like that McGrath and you know some of the stories of these guys literally can't I'll, I'll give you one really quick story I'm dealing with a guy right now uh, Rob Frid never made it to the National Hockey League a great a good tough uh, junior hockey player out, out of Landon Knights. Loved the guy. Uh, you know, has a beautiful daughter that he, he he just loves and adores. He just can't put the life together. It's just, mm. you know, there were just too much trauma, too much brain injuries. And he's been thrown out just to, here, good luck. Well, how do you play 15, 20 years pro hockey? Regardless of the money. Keith Primo, six, seven million dollars a year. It took him seven years to have a new normal. Seven years, and he had seven million bucks. Think about a guy like Rob Frid, who probably made what twenty grand playing in the East Coast League every night, pound and pound and pound, and all of a sudden his career's over. At twenty thousand, thirty thousand dollars a year, you're not putting much away. Now he can't work. 
He can't put sentences together like he wants to. He can't hold a job. His marriage breaks up. And, and you know, I just, I have nothing but, but compassion for this guy. We're trying the best to see how we can steer him down the right direction. So I think when you look at all of this, like a Zen and a Rob and, and look at the Ice Guardians, we're, we're smarter than this. We don't put our kids out and and uh, not allow them to be healthier in sport. That's what sport I thought was developed for: is that you go and play. Um, nobody, I didn't sign up for a brain injury. I have one. I'm lucky. I'm I've got through most of the trials and tribulations that come with it. I had some dark side. I've been to the dark side. I don't want to go back there. Keith Primo will not skate ever again. Huh. The reason is he doesn't want to go back to that spot. So I think when we look at the overall picture of where ice hockey is. I'm really confident. I'm really excited. If you're in the NFL or even in rugby, pretty tough to play your sport without hitting. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and that's what they're developed for. So ice hockey is in a good position. Let us now start to steer it in the right direction. Let's make it the best uh, uh, league or the best sport in the world. Sorry, I, All Blacks. You know, I love uh, I love the <laughs> chant and I love the dance. Uh, I actually bought an All Blacks uh, speaker tonight, and it's going to be in my house in Toronto. Uh, but I, I'm 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 going to be an Ice Blacks fan. Oh, I I came from a rugby family, and um, my brother played rugby. My dad played rugby as a coach. <laughs> and the day that I told them that I was I was thinking I was at twelve that I was going to stop playing rugby and play this game called ice hockey I thought he'd never talk to me ever again <laughs> but then I saw him and came to the rink and watched me play so that was just it was um it is a great sport and more and more Kiwis that can get into it I think I think that we're the kind of culture that would they just got to see it they've just got to see yeah. it they would love it they love the physicality the yeah. the speed the skill and everything it's just got to get it in front of as many eyeballs as we can, and what you're doing is, well, is a great thing. Yeah, and you know, uh, watching uh, watching rugby and and the the passion that people have for that sport, ice hockey players and rugby players are not far off in men- the mentality and the 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 drive and the determination. Uh, you know, unfortunately, they win at all costs, and you know, it ain't broke you play. Now we have to tweak that a little bit. But uh, I think if, if, if you can skate, if we can get people to skate and enjoy skating, who doesn't like skating? If you, if you start young, it's great. You love it. But it's getting that first t- taste of the game. Uh, uh, if we don't get them to it, if we don't show them, uh, if we can't push the sport on them, uh, you know, we're not going to survive. So that's why we got to keep doing things like what we're doing and the Learn to Skate program. I love it. Let's continue on promoting that. Uh, I give my uh, personal commitment that we're going to be a part of that uh, in this tour. And, and I know we're going to make a difference. We're all going to make a difference together. One thing I want to um, just sort of, well, maybe glance on, but I mean, I know there's a lot that goes into it, is the actual building of a ring, both in Spark and uh, at Westpac. You obviously, um, the Backyard Hockey League, thanks to Cam Green, sort of supplying like a whole army of volunteers. And if you are interested in helping out, just get in touch with us and, you know, we can forge you on. Uh, but what actually, what goes into building that rink? Well, about uh, three years ago, um, 
you know, we, we, we work with a company called Ice World out of Holland, a great company, a great concept. Um, but, you know, traveling those distances is a huge investment. Uh, so we decided that we, we'll, we still work with Ice World, but we needed to invest in our own rinks so that they can stay down here. We can have a rink uh, staying in, 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 in New Zealand, hopefully next year. This year we're going to have one rink sitting in, in uh, um, Australia. Um, it, it's a really fascinating story and, and you know you've got uh people here in your country that are helping us out like chris bong and his group they're gonna you need i, I would say it the, the volunteers they're gonna have are going to be like a carpenter they're gonna come and they're gonna lift and they're gonna toil and they're gonna put and and we'll have the finishing carpenters like uh jeff armorall and paul kempfer and and chris bong those guys will it be the ones that actually finish it off so that it's, it's you know the miter's perfect or the you know the the finishing's perfect and so it's gonna it's gonna allow those volunteers to be behind the scenes and and see what it takes you know we're talking uh, anywhere from 30 to forty thousand liters of water being poured uh, you know I, I, I played, I, I loved ice. I just never knew what it took to do it. I educated myself as best I could to understand that the ice is the real, you, you can take a rugby player and you put him on a wet grassy field and he's the most talented. It, it's, it, it's the common uh, problem when you have surfaces that aren't perfect you can't expect McDavid to play and skate like he does, or you can't expect that rugby player to make that move and put that cut if the grass is 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 damp. So we have to make sure that the ice is at the level of the players that are playing. And so um, behind the scenes, the volunteers are really going to enjoy it. They're going to get to meet the players uh, and then uh, obviously learn from the great minds of, uh, uh, of the experts that know how to make the ice. Um, but when you think about... Um, you know, it takes three days to build. That's including laying the water down, uh, all the th- all the things. You know, the ice mats and the glycol and the the big chillers from Agreco and um, you know we in Auckland, which is really cool. I didn't even mention that. Um, we actually have put uh, clear boards along the sides. So those fans that are right on, along the ground will actually see it almost like 3D. You know, sitting in the whole oh, what, what a cool concept. Um, those boards, it's tempered glass, just like the NHL. So in Auckland, you're going to have an NHL-style rink. It's a little smaller because of the footprint of, of the building itself. We we can't get 200 by 85, uh, but I think we're 190-ish, uh, 82, something like that. Um, but you're going to be up close and personal too. So I, I just see this, uh, I just see this growing and growing and growing. And listen, the first time we were around, uh, we didn't have any volunteers because it was kind of new to everybody and everybody's, you know, kind of lost in, in understanding what is this game all about. Uh, Logan, I know uh, with yourself and you guys coming together and doing these type of programs and Cam Greens of the world and Chris Blongs and Grant Hay, who helped me, you know, make this dream come true. All of us collectively working together. Uh, we're going to put on a hell of a show. Uh, I promise that the players are going to play hard. And I think that people are going to come to the rink. Are gonna, we're going to make sure the experience around the rink gives you that NHL, you know, the kiss cams. All our One of the things that's different the production from back in 2011 to today, the actual Craig was great at you know mastering the 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 entertainment around it. We've just got a lot of great 
creative minds now that allow us to do what, what the NHL does. So uh, you're, you're coming in for a true NHL experience in the building. The level of the game will be that AHL uh, level. And so, I, you know, it, I think it's a great value for the dollar. Yeah, I mean, I've been to, because, you know, when I lived in Toronto, I went to Miley's games all the time. And, yeah. You know, it's, it's like, to be fair, it's really not that different to an NHL game, like the actual in-game experience. And like you said, you know, I mean, uh, what I find with obviously what's happening with the Golden Knights um, is there is just so much talent now that there's too much talent to fit within just one league. So as you were saying, guys like TJ really struggle to crack it, even though they could make it no problem. They have the talent there. It's just there's not enough room. Um, But I think, yeah. I'm so fucking tired that I can't even like finish my point. Um, but yeah, I, I just feel like just everything that's going to happen here, like the the excitement of the atmosphere. Um, you know, people like Joe and myself. Actually, no, Joe, you've never been to an NHL game, have you? No, wait. Yeah, I did. Yeah, you did. You went to fucking game three. That's right. I went to the game three of the Leafs Capitals Before last year. Before that, you had never been to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah you've never a, been no, to it. Not a bad game. Not a bad yeah. game. Overtime win. That was pretty good. So, so one of the things we forgot to talk about too is that. Uh, around the rink we're going to do a lot more we've never we've never had kind of an activity zone or anything like that so this year what we're going to do is uh, along with Chris and and Jeff and Paul we're going to build kind of a mini rink outside not not with ice of course because we're going to be outdoors and I know that uh, Canada US we're going to be bringing some hot dogs vendors and we got some poutine and and uh, outside we're going to have one of the things that we're going to really uh, be excited about is we're going to take one of the ba- the backup goalie who's not playing that night we're going to gear him up without the skates put him out in a we're going to build a little half rink and kids can come up and take shots at the goalie uh, uh, (laughs) after we finish that then you know Joe you're up and then of course uh, (laughs) Logan's up so I really believe that we got a great opportunity so we're taking shots from kids now exactly (laughs) yeah a lot of five holes gone from Kyle Quincy to kids (laughs) and they're probably shoot harder now and so I think that that activity, when people are walking into the rink, they're going to get, they're going to experience a little bit of the game before they even get into the seat. Well, you got my attention with poutine, that's for sure. Yes. Uh, now, the last time you were here, you guys went down to Wellington with your with your crew and Ricky Westpac Stadium. Uh, what is the plan for dealing with um, the fickle kind of Wellington weather yeah. situation? You know, um, when people heard that, uh, that we were doing this. Uh, we did have some... Because you're not, you're not playing in, indoors in Wellington, you're playing outdoors in Wellington. Listen, uh... Windy Wellington. Think big. <laughs> you're always going to be challenged in life, and um, it's always easy to take the easy path, and and I think that uh, the, the key to Westpac is it's the perfect venue. When you think of an outdoor game, if you... I don't know if you've been there, but mm. it's a one-tiered 38,000-seat that facility in anywhere in the North America and you played an outdoor game in that facility would knock it out of the ballpark. You know, you go to the Fenway Stadium or you go, uh, I don't know where they played in Buffalo. You know, you are you can't see. Yeah, It snowed. You couldn't even see there were people on the ice. <laughs> With this one, you're actually, all every seat is fantastic. Obviously, we're not, 
planning for 38,000. So we're moving a close, you know, down to the one end where all the sponsor uh, and the VIP uh, boxes are and the press. And so we're moving it close, closer to the action, uh, to that particular area where it's really conducive to a fan experience. Uh, it's going to be a really cool setup. Um, we're, I'm, I'm going to be uh, there over the last, next couple of months, uh, flying in with the crew just to make sure all those things are are done properly. Um, I, I would not miss a, I wouldn't miss Spark Arena because you know the indoor and that loudness. But I would not miss the opportunity coming to uh, to the Westpac Stadium. Yes, there's weather. You know we can't uh, we can't uh, control that. What we can't control is the fact that the boys are so excited about doing it the, the players are over the top because some of these players have never played an outdoor game and now they're playing in wellington new zealand um we're up for the challenge uh we've got you know good support here with a, a bunch of crew the, the more people we have to volunteer and help you know when it rains uh we're, we're bringing two zambonis so that we can put a little bit of thicker ice cut it quicker get get the water drained um there they're, you know jeff and paul have come up with some really good ideas of how to do that uh you know we're gonna have a lot more shovels and a lot more mops maybe um we're gonna make the game work and uh I'll tell you what, it's it's going to be a tribute to all of us because it's never been done. And uh, with the great uh, support that we have already in Auckland and, and in Wellington and in, and in Queenstown, we got people coming from all over who want to be a part of it. You know, uh, Sportsnet is showing interest to find out, what are you doing? Like, Wellington, New Zealand? <laughs> they play hockey there? And so we're, we're putting, we're definitely putting the game on the map in New Zealand Hopefully, with the weather, it doesn't take it away, but uh, we're going to do with all our powers to be to make sure that the game goes on and people enjoy it. I feel like no matter what, like the spectacle of it, despite the weather, would be amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you talk about obviously some of the players for USA and Canada have never had the opportunity. Well, like as Joe said before, you know, we recently had Nick Craig, the Ice Blacks captain, on. They're so excited because obviously yeah. New Zealand players never, never thought, the ever thought they'd get the chance to play an outdoor game. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like kind of like on behalf of, you know, Ice Blacks, New Zealand Ice Hockey Federation, like just thanks to you and the foundation and everyone involved to even make this possible because um by doing so and having the federation involved i feel like you're realizing a lot of dreams in one hit yeah you know and and i i get a lot of accolades for this and and you know it's always fun you, you know like you love having people pat you on the back but i didn't get into this because uh, I wanted to get in the newspaper or be on, you know, this great uh, podcast with you, Joe and, and Logan. I did it because uh, I lived the dark side. And I, I just want, I, you know, the concussion platform is really, really important to me. Uh, the Classic has been very good to us in raising money and awareness uh, around the world. So, um, listen, I, I came back with an injury. Uh, I didn't, my career wasn't ended by concussions. But, you know, I suffer. There, there's no question there are issues. But, um uh, is that age or is it, you know, the result of the concussions? <clears throat> I came back. I, I again, I, I wasn't very well educated. I, I always say I got to grade 12 by passing grade six twice. It's funny, but very true. Uh, I wasn't a good uh, student. But when I got the opportunity to, to travel the world, that education that I was given through travel uh, gave me everything and, and that I could give back. What better part rather than me coming back and be a used car salesman or selling insurance or trying, you know, battle to get you to buy a hedge fund, I'm able to go out <laughs> and actually 
make a difference with a lot of great people that have uh, uh, that have propped me up and put me in the right direction. You know, the Ron Ellis of the world, the Keith Primos of the world. Um, well, I, you know, I'm, I'm truly blessed to be able to do what I do. And it's it's not about me. It's about us. And uh, I played hockey for a long time. And and I learned that, you know what, you're you're only as good as your weakest link. You hear that a lot. You know, I've been on great hockey teams that uh, should have won championships. We just didn't have a family. We didn't win. I played on teams that should have never won. You know, we shouldn't have even made the playoffs. And we won the playoffs. And by the way, we won a championship. It's 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 about team. It's about family. And that's what we have here. And that's why, you know, with the, the Hay, Grant Hay and his family helping me do what I do. Uh, you know, my beautiful wife, Tony, she's crazy. She's following me on this rock, rock and roll journey along the way. Um, it, it, it's it's. I'm comfortable and uh, I'm really, really, really excited about this tour over any of them because we're not only going to, you know, do the usual, go to Sydney, easy, 10,000, 12,000 people, go to Adelaide, uh, drink some wine, go to Brisbane, uh, you know, maybe surf on the surfer's paradise. But here we are in, in New Zealand where we can actually make a difference and, and uh, that's what excites us all. Yeah, I think uh, we'll leave it there. Obviously, we do hope that this tour kind of does create that, that legacy that you're hoping to build um, because the development and the growth of the sport in this country is just is so important uh, to not only just for our national teams, our um, you know our international teams, but just everything on all levels. So um, thanks for coming on, Kerry, and we really can't wait until you're back in New Zealand with the tour. Well, Logan and Joe, I'll tell you too, you guys are kind of those pioneers yourself. You've taken uh, a step in, in broadcasting a sport that, you know, is, is not the number one sport in your country. Um, you know, you're helping grow it. So compliments to you guys. I'm absolutely honored that you're a big part of what's going to go on. And collectively, all of us together are going to make, uh, you know, we're going to rock and roll here. And uh, please, if you haven't bought a ticket, June 22nd, we're going to be here at the Spark Arena. Uh, June 23rd, we're jumping on a plane early in the morning to get down to Wellington uh, to entertain the crowd. So if you don't haven't got a ticket, get one, support the causes. But more importantly, let's make ice hockey a great game here. Fuck yeah, it's New Zealand's hockey podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud or with your favourite podcast app for the latest episodes. Follow the team on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Puck yeah Podcast. And for your fix of hockey news, go to puckyear.nz.